All right, hello, welcome everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my name is Jen LaBarbera. I am the Education and Advocacy Manager for San Diego Pride. And today, uh, we are going to be talking about the past and present, and maybe a little bit about the future, of the Youth Leadership Academy, which is our um, annual academy for youth uh, to become and learn how to be leaders, or YLA for short. So first up, we are going to bring up our Executive Director of San Diego Pride, Fernando Lopez, and Josh Coyne. And they'll have a brief conversation about how YLA came to be, where it came from. And that will be followed up by a panel of folks who will share their experiences with Pride Youth programs, including the Youth Leadership Academy. So now please welcome the Executive Director of San Diego Pride and Josh Coyne. Thanks, Jen. Hi, Josh. Oh, hi, Fernando. How are you? I'm good. Good to good. see you. Good to see you. Thanks, I Jen. Miss you. <laughs> I, I miss you too. It's been too long. It has been. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, um, hi, everybody. My name is Fernando Lopez. I'm the executive director of San Diego Pride. Uh, I use they, them, their pronouns. And this is Josh Coyne, who currently works at uh, Council Member Jen Campbell's office, one of our out LGBT elected officials. Josh Coyne works over at that office. I'll let you introduce the rest of your background, Josh. Sure, no problem. Uh, again, uh, thanks, Fernando. My name is Josh Coyne. I use he, him pronouns. And uh, as mentioned, I'm the Director of Community Engagement uh, for Council Member Jennifer Campbell. Um, and previously to that, uh, for five years, uh, I was a crisis counselor with the Trevor Project and um, also a, a youth programs coordinator with San Diego Pride. So um, I have held a few hats in the community throughout our time. And um, it's really great to be here to discuss all of the wonderful youth programs that Pride's doing. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, it was really exciting to be able to partner with you starting about uh, five years ago with Pride. And I've been at San Diego Pride for uh, nine and a half years, 10 Prides now. I know my 10 year anniversary is next year. <laughs> Time flies. We'll and throw you a big parade hopefully next year. The, please, I would love that. Thank you. We'll do our best. <laughs> Well, so, you know, when I got here, um, there was a, an incredible activist in our community, um, Adeseli or Chelly Mohammed, who worked here. And um, at the time, as you as you know, we have uh, Pride is a very volunteer led, volunteer driven organization. And so we had at the time a program that was called the Leadership Academy. And it was just a way for people in the community who wanted to develop leadership skills to be able to come together, develop those together, um, and then build up both their internal leadership to the organization and, and then hopefully gift that those abilities back out into the general community. And we've had a youth zone since I believe the early 90s here at Pride. Um, and so of course, folks would, kids would come together year after year and sort of figure out what they wanted um, and make their own youth zone happen within the Pride Festival itself. And 
uh, over time, youth who saw the Leadership Academy happening just sort of came to Chelly um, and said, you know, we want a, a Leadership Academy that is reflective of our youth and, and how can youth really be a part of this? And so they asked for a Youth Leadership Academy and uh, Haiti Sam was a part of putting that together and Chelly Mohammed was a part of putting that together. And I remember because I had just started uh, in 2011 and I think the first one was in 2012. And they said, well, we want you to do something fun and engaging. And so um, I was like, oh, I know it'll be fun and engaging. engaging. So I came up with a multiple choice LGBT history quiz. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's why not, not? Why not have a really fun history quiz? Yes. Um, <laughs> and at the time, we partnered with the Girl Scouts. Um, and we were putting on that Youth Leadership Academy. And then for a while there, our youth programs, we actually sort of dipped in attendance. And there were a lot of different organizations out there kind of putting on their own Youth Leadership Academies. Um, and, and we all, because we weren't really coordinated at the time, we didn't all really know each other at the time. Um, and it, it, concurrently, there was growing concern from some administrators in the region and teachers that, um, the schools could be better for LGBTQ youth. And as you recall, Josh, it was early 2015 that uh, there was a bullying incident in Morse High School that was caught on video and um, was televised. And, um, and at the same time, there was a rash of teen suicides in the San Diego region that um, were also made the media. And so while we know those incidents of bullying and suicide were not... Um, you know, the, they, those weren't happening in a vacuum that year. It was simply a culture and a climate that was willing to talk about those issues. And I find it very poignant that we're talking about that now, uh, 22 years after Matthew Shepard uh, was killed. Um, and, uh, you know, we're right before coming out day and spirit day. But that was, it was those sort of incidents that really caused you and I, we just met, um, it caused you and I to go up to North County um, to an event that was happening at the center. And that's how we started talking about how are we going to revitalize these programs and how are we going to bring folks together? So would you yeah. share a bit about like that next phase and like what really brought you to bring Trevor Project into that partnership and, and what what put that fire in your belly too? Yeah, and I remember that moment very clearly, Fernando, and that was the time when you and I both looked at each other and said we really need to fill in the gaps on what the school district uh, the school district was providing maybe for kids or not providing for kids during the school day. And also with some of the other programs in the community, there was really kind of a gap. And you and I looked at each other and said, you know, we really need to ensure that um, young people know that the Youth Leadership Academy is out there. And also other programs that we began to talk more about uh, needed to grow, right, and come to fruition. So we knew that young people needed to have a place where they could just be themselves. And I think that's really where we launched uh, from Youth Leadership Academy, our Lunch Bunch program, and really launched a lot of our our um, more social programs, less your quiz, which if you haven't applied for the Youth Leadership Academy yet, you should, just for Fernando's history quiz. Um, <laughs> but, um, I will say that the Lunch Fudge specifically, we really, and I, I remember, we really wanted a place for just positive affirmation where young people could come together on the weekend in the Pride office and just really be themselves and talk about what whatever they wanted um, in a safe and affirming place. So with the Trevor Project offering those crisis services, right, and matching it, we were able to also then match a, 
uh, a more social program kind of on on the back end, which I thought was really uh, complimentary. Well, and and I that was so important to you. Like, obviously, Trevor Project has um, a, a like sort of say brand recognition. Like, people know who the Trevor Project is and, and what they're right. all about. And in that year in particular, when we were talking about youth and teen suicide. Um, that was really resonating with folks. Like the, the work of the Trevor Project really resonated with folks and that mm -hmm. the Trevor Project was willing to invest in those programs on the ground, right? I mean, most yeah. folks know of them for the call center and that wonderful life-saving work that the Trevor Project does. And yeah. at the time, you know, even if it was something as simple as like playing, paying for flyers and paying for pizza. So like we had food for the kids every weekend, you know, that was really important too. And, and so why don't you tell a little bit about um, what that, what Lunch Bunch is? Cause like now Lunch sure. Bunch has actually changed its name. It now goes by the Queer Youth Collective. Yes, I um, love that. And, and at the time, we, right, we, yes, we used Leadership Academy as a launching point to reactivate this program, um, this year-round youth engagement program. And so t tell us about Lunch Bunch and how that started and, and what the model was there. Yeah, and you know, um, I'm I'm so happy to hear that it's continued. And the, uh, what we really wanted was the uh, was young people to really take ownership of that space and really create their own. And that's really what's happened. And that's so incredible to hear. And um, you know, that really was an opportunity for us to say. I think we said something like, "You can sit with us," right? There was like a tagline for us to talk about how the lunchroom was really this collective place where folks maybe felt lost, weren't sure which table to sit at or which group they fit into. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we really used that brand of saying like, you can come sit with us here for, for lunch, uh, eat, not eat, you know, do whatever you need to do to be in the space together. So um, that was really kind of our, like I said, kind of our launching point to really gather folks in one place and brand folks in one place to give them the resources and space to kind of be, be themselves, so. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. It, was, it, it was. And I remember, you know, that so the first we had our, our we restarted our leadership academy and it was very well attended um, for for at the time. I mean, we had like 30 people and that was that used to be a large number of people for our youth leadership academy. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. that was, we were really excited. OK. And um, and then we had our first. Uh, lunch bunch after that. And I, I remember like I was nervous because we really were sort of putting this in the hands of the youth to say, what do you, oh, there they are. It's there they are. That was it. Um, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. Now I'm just like fangirling out of the picture. Um, <laughs> so we, we, you know, we had this great group of youth and we brought them back and we said, okay, well, what do you want to see in your programs? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when they said, well, we want to, you know, we want to meet once a month and 11 to one isn't long enough. We want it to be longer um, on a Saturday. And I think the parents were also excited to have it be longer on the Saturday. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> the, remember the first time we did it, we were like ready at like 1030. Uh -huh. But the second time we did it, we're like, no one really showed up until like 11 when it started. The next week, kids were here at like 10 and we were right. like, we're not ready. No. Oh, we're not ready. The tables aren't set up. Nothing's ready. The food isn't ready. But and then it was nine thirty, and it was nine, and then sure enough, folks were showing up early and early, helping us get set up and ready to go. So you're right. It really did transform into this cool space that they kind of took as their own, which is awesome. 
And then like we sort of used that as like the stairway to leadership, right? It was like, okay, well, you're here early. So why don't you help set up the chairs and why don't you help check folks in and why don't you help make sure you're showing the new ones around and like helping them out? And our youth really sort of decided, okay, we want um in March, we want to talk about like um, consent and intimacy or like in, in December, we want to do gender bread cookies and, and have conversations about gender diversity. And like, you know, um, there was there was the one year that they wanted to go to the beach. <laughs> oh, and we had a queer day. We had a queer day at the beach. Yes. And that I was so about that. And also so much work because parking was so, so hard. Much, it was so much work. <laughs> do you remember we put the little pride flags around? The All little that space we, we that we had, a queer pride yeah. flag circle in the beach, um, yeah. and like, had this really cool like teenage queer beach party, and that was awesome. Yeah. Do you remember that young that one young person who came up that was kind of like watching us the entire day, like the group just kind of like walking by and then kept walking back and forth, and eventually came over and said, you know, wow, I really am so grateful to see this space. Like, I would love to join the group just because of the rainbow flags that we had put around the group, just having. A good time. I don't even think we were doing anything serious, but um, mm -hmm. just being there, I forgot about that. Oh. And, and well, and it was that same day that we saw. We we looked over to the the side of the sidewalk, and there were two women who like sort of looked at us, saw the flags, looked at the kids, and then they started holding hands, and then they walked off together. Right. And we we're just like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Um, but, but to bring it back to the kids, like what what we you know, Chelly and Haiti Sam really you know started that process in 2011 in the first academy in 2012 and like we kept to build on kept building on their work mm -hmm. and now there's this like new generation like five years later there's um all these new youth who are building this program mm -hmm. um expanding it like they there's multiple things every single week now for our youth to come together they're still developing their own curriculum um it helped us land at san diego pride our first foundational gift to actually hire a um half-time year-round youth programs coordinator and there's no other pride in the country that has that it's just san diego pride and and that's so special and so important and you and the trevor project were such a huge part of like growing that and so i just wanted to say thank you and i, I really appreciate everything that you've done for us and um and for these youth and helping to to set that up for all of us and um, so grateful for you pleasure grateful for you all and i'll make sure to pass that along to the trevor project as well and look forward to continuing our great work together thanks and so everybody knows josh's uh husband sorry you're not married yet josh's partner <laughs> yeah. john might actually, as well be now right now he john works at the trevor project and josh sure. works at jen campbell's office so there's still right. that direct trevor family connection yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And happy to uh, send you the link or put the link out wherever we can to make sure folks get connected to services. If anyone needs to, to reach out, you're you're not alone. Thank you, Josh. You're so welcome. Good to see, you. Good to see you. you. Bye. See you later. All right. Sorry, I had to meet my call from one of the many election day photo uh, robocalls I've been getting. And so welcome back to me. Uh, so I am so grateful that we had Josh and Fern on to talk about the insights into the origin origins of the Youth Leadership Academy. And the Academy has certainly evolved and changed over the eight years. The first one was in 2012. And uh, while we might not have Fern's same super nerdy history quiz in exactly that same format, um, please trust that the incredibly nerdy groundwork that Josh and Fern 
and Haiti and Chelly Laid is still a key pillar of YLA. And we really do have, right, it's been going now for eight years. We have so many amazing graduates of YLA that have gone on to do some really incredible things throughout the country and here in San Diego. And just to name check a few of them um, here, like some of them have gone on to shake things up at college, like Nathan Wynn, who's now out in Maine at Bowdoin, and Edward Estrada up at UC Santa Cruz. Some have even gone on to help support or lead our youth here in San Diego. And so, right, so we have Rel Gone, who's up and works at both the North County Center and their Project Youth Program and at Our Safe Place. They are a, a graduate of the Youth Leadership Academy, as is Tiana Vargas, who's a graduate of the very first Youth Leadership Academy. And they're now um, running all of the family programs at our LGBT Center. So, right, like we know that this um, Youth Leadership Academy really sets, sets our LGBTQ youth, who then grow into young adults, up for some pretty amazing success. And so now I want to introduce y'all to some of the amazing, like more recent uh, YLA and youth programs graduates uh, who will be able to talk with us about their experiences with the Youth Leadership Academy and with um, our youth programs as a whole. So if I can bring up now Jax and Maya and M. Hello. Three of Hello. my people. Hi. All Hi. right. So uh, we'll do a little go around and introduce yourself by stating your name, your pronouns, uh, your YLA class and or years you were involved in our, our um, Pride Youth programs and any other relevant affiliations you might want to share. And we'll go clockwise. So Em, you are up first. Hi, I'm Em. Uh, pronouns to them theirs. I'm the programs coordinator here at Pride. Um, I started in the Pride Youth programs when I was about maybe 14 or 15. Um, and I was kind of sprinkled in. Um, I wasn't super, super involved just because I was like, very much in the beginning stages of my queerness. Um, but I went to Lunch Bunch. I actually came out as non-binary for the first time at Lunch Bunch. Uh, and Edward helped me kind of understand that. Um, I pulled away for a little bit to focus on school. And then I came back postgraduate. And I uh, applied for the job. And I got it. And I've been working here ever since. Uh, and I now coordinate all these programs. And it's kind of wild to see, like, going through these programs and now like being the person who like creates these things is like wild so yeah it's it's been pretty great excellent thank you yeah so em is that um when fern mentioned a little while ago that a uh, foundation grant that we received from the mccarthy foundation that allowed us to hire a uh, half-time year-round programs coordinator that's him all right next up is Jax. Hi, I am Jax. I use they he pronouns and my first um, my first San Diego Pride Youth event was last year and that was YLA. Um, it was my first time at really any Pride event. Um, it was also the first time that I started using my name and pronouns, um, which is really awesome. Uh, I am 13. I'm in eighth grade um, and I am a, uh, a youth ambassador at San Diego Pride. Thank you, Jax. Maya, you are up. All right, and then I am Maya. I use they and them pronouns. I was YLA class of 2018, though I was involved with the youth programs a little bit beforehand. 
And then I got to help run YLA last year, which was an insane experience. And I am also a youth ambassador at San Diego Pride. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, so um, so we've got like a, a, a little bit of a range of ages here. So M is post high school, two years post high school, I think. Um, Somewhat. Something kind like of, that. I guess. And Maya is in their last year of high school, is about to graduate, and Jax is our eighth grader. So, um, you know, we have a pretty wide range of, of ages and representations of folks here. Um, I think one thing that is um, maybe indicative of how the of the folks that go through YLA and what they do afterwards is that uh, we asked I think four, basically the four people that I name dropped right before um, y'all got on stage. Uh, I We asked them to be involved, but they were so busy, either like some in classes, but some, you know, like, oh, I have to run this group or this uh, group at that time, or I have to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually leading our student uh, association on, I don't even remember which student organization it was, but right, so they're so active that they actually couldn't join us here. So thank you to the three of you for making time in what I know is also your busy schedules as also already leaders, um, Jackson Maya within your school. And um, I know that I, as your supervisor, keep you quite busy. So thank you for being here. And so first question, so we have a bunch of questions that we've pulled together beforehand. Uh, we will be keeping an eye on the chat on both Facebook and YouTube. So feel free to drop any questions that y'all might have as viewers who for our youth ambassadors and youth YLA graduates and uh, for um, who's our youth programs coordinator. So uh, first question though is, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about your experience with Pride Youth Programs and YLA? And we'll go kind of reverse clockwise this time. So Maya, you can start. I have actually two very different kind of like first thoughts when I think of those. So when I think of the Pride Youth Programs, I think of community. Just I, you know, grew up in a very isolated suburb. I didn't know any queer people until I went to the San Diego Pride. And then suddenly I'm surrounded by queer people and people who talk like me and people who have all my same interests because apparently everyone who's 17 and is queer likes the Umbrella Academy, right? Like things like that. Um, and just really having a space, like safe space is used so much, but truly just having a safe space to be accepted in like every facet of who you are. And then for me, YLA, what really hit me was like seeing adults who were queer, like successful, who weren't, you know, who were out in their workplaces, who were out at school, who were still happy and proud to be who they were. And it wasn't a phase for them. They didn't like, you know, not everyone around them hated them for being gay. Like they were just thriving as queer people who were out in their lives. And it was super cool to see. Awesome. I love that. I say definitely like I kind of have two answers as well um, with the pride programs as a whole um, really cheesy but I mean they're family to me I honestly like I go to y'all for everything um, whether it's just like look at this meme I found or like I'm not having a good day I can talk to you about anything and it's amazing it's so nice to feel accepted um kind of like Maya's aspect of community I just feel so welcome and uh, I feel more than welcome so I I mean I love the youth programs here at Pride and YLA uh definitely reminds me of growth because I mean 
it was my first Pride event. So I learned so much when I went to YLA last year and ever since I've gone, um, I mean, now I'm helping plan and run as well. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that just in a year I have grown as a person and as a queer person so much, um, all things Pride, so. Yes, I would agree with that. I think we've all seen, seen that growth as well. And what about you? I think about two words, formative and foundational. Um, so for me, like, it definitely laid the foundation of my queerness, of my, like, ability to become, like, the activist that I am, the ability to become this queer professional that, like, I managed to, like, yes, get all these skills and, like, oh, LMAO, I'm going to be using them actually at the exact same place that I learned them from. Um, and then also, like, when it become when it comes to formative experiences like getting the like social interaction with other queer people understanding like how i fit like with other folks and like really like not only having that like formative experience like socially but also like understanding just the dynamics of like leadership understanding the, dyna the dynamics of like professionalism um so just like all of it like i find it to be just like the foundation of like who I am today. Ugh. Every time, I swear, we did one of these live streams for uh, for one of the um, fundraising days in the spring and I got goosebumps and almost cried and I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna happen again today. So thank you for that. Um, so moving on to the next question. So as I hopefully don't cry is, um, what part of YLA did you uh, enjoy most and why? And um, I know that you uh, did youth programs, but you actually didn't get a chance to attend YLA when you were an actual youth. Your first experience with YLA was in putting on. So, um, so your answer, I think, uh, if you can answer from just like, what was your favorite thing to see the youth do? Um, and then for Jackson Maya, like what was in your, as you experienced your first YLA, what were your the favorite part that you enjoyed the most? And um, you can start on this one. For me, it was watching everybody do their group projects. Like I saw that and like, I remember just crying. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna simp right now. I'm gonna cry. So yeah, that was like, that was, yeah. Just watching it really come to fruition was my big thing. Yeah, oh, that's us. Heck yeah. Oh, look, cute. Jax, what about you? I'd say, I mean, definitely, I mean, can I say all of it? Like, I loved the entire experience. Just that we got to say, like, stay there the entire day. I mean, I've already brought it up, but I got to use the name I use now and the pronouns that I used at the time uh, for the first time in this space. And that was for the entire day. And that was when I knew um, that how I identified was me. And uh, I also got to meet so many other folks and, um, that was the first time I met M and our other youth one of our other youth ambassadors, Finn. I also think I met Maya there as well. So um, I think there were just so many people that I got to meet, uh, so many people that I befriended later on as well. Um, and I mean, so many of the panels, like Maya had said, like just seeing successful queer adults, uh, that was so interesting. Maya, you. 
And then, yeah, I know I mentioned earlier that kind of what Jax just said of like seeing actual queer people who are still queer and thriving because they're queer even. But other than that, the friendships, I made friendships that day. It was one day, right, that I still have to this day. It's like Jen mentioned our friend Nathan, who's in Maryland. And like, I still see him every time he comes home. I text him constantly. The leaves changing, by the way, are so pretty. I didn't know they do that. Very fun. Um, but the friendships I made that day, meeting other people my age who were queer, because like I didn't know any other gay people. They didn't exist as far as I was concerned until I was like, oh, wait, that's me. So then I go this day, and we all hang out in Bubble Park. There's like 50 of us, and we spend all day eating lunch together, doing group projects together, going to panels together. And it was just so fun and very validating to be there. Yeah, I think that's, um, and that's something that, you know, we'll we'll create something similar to it this year as much as similar as we can. But that is something that just that camaraderie of being in the same like physical space with so many other queer folks. I know that that was this thing that I heard. I, I mean, I've heard you three say, but then also, I mean, in the evaluations that we get from the youth every year, that's still like one of the top things is literally just being in that space with so many other queer folks who are like unashamed of their queerness and their transness and their ability to be their whole selves. Um, and so in the last two years, we've actually hosted it at the San Diego History Center. And, um, you know, because pandemic, we will be doing it virtually this year. Uh, so we won't unfortunately be able to have that nerdy history uh, based space. Um, we will create that, that virtual space as well as we can on Zoom. I'm actually really excited to see uh, to see what we do and see how we can build the, um, that community and those friendships, even though we may not necessarily be, you know, sitting and eating lunch directly together with the same taco bar. Like it might, we might both be eating tacos just like from our own uh, respective dining rooms. And so, um, and I gotta say Jax too, like the, I think one of the things that I enjoyed the most from YLA last year was sending you over to M to have them change the name on your little completion certificate. That was like, so great. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Again, the crying. That I did that one to myself. Um, so the next question is, um, you know, so we, throughout the curriculum of YLA, we, we're very careful when we're crafting that curriculum. and. You all have been involved with crafting that this year, so you have an even better idea of what goes into it. And so we craft it so that folks are leaving with the community and the connections, and also with some tangible skills and information that they can take back out to, to the world. So what is what are some of those things that you might be able to um, identify that you got from YLA as skills or information that you've been able to bring back out? And Maya, we'll start with you. One thing that I learned last year um, when I was helping run a little session was it was a lawyer who came in to teach about LGBT students' rights. And she gave us a little infographic. It was like, like a really small card size. And I took it and I went back to my school where I was GSA president and made like 50 copies and put at least three in every room, handed it to every queer kid I knew and handed it to every teacher 
because there's like 10 teachers in my school. It's very small. And I was like, just so like you're going to put this up in your room and you're going to keep it up in your room and I will laminate it if I have to because every single person at the school needs to know that if they want to change their name, we can figure out how to do it. And if they want to be referred by pronouns, their teachers can't tell them no. And like our school, like, and it was just really nice. People go back and be like, excuse me, a lawyer told me it was okay. So like, try to tell me to my face that I can't do this. So I was, you know, really literally armed with knowledge walking in with all these papers in my school being like, and this is going to be plastered all over and you guys are going to know it and you're going to respect it. And that was super fun to be able to do. Oh my God. Yes. I love that. And we are bringing that one back this year. That'll be uh, the ACLU's Know Your Rights for Students, for LGBTQ students specifically. Um, and that was um, Melissa DeLeon, who's uh, the equity attorney over at ACLU here in San Diego, um, who's also one of my favorite people. So yes, I love it. that you were able to like take that back to, to your schools and just be like, no, actually, this is what the law says. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Jax, what about you? I mean, I just gained so much queer knowledge, um, so much that it helped me start up, well, rather continue to run my own GSA at school. I, uh, I kicked it off um, in the beginning of last year's school year, and I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, I did not know what a GSA was. I just had the idea that like, hey, our school needs a gay club. Uh, and it was very nice to actually know how to run the club I was running. Um, I also, uh, I learned teamwork and uh, just positivity in general. Sometimes as a queer person who doesn't have other queer people in their life, it's really hard to look at the world in a positive light. And I mean, now I can find that any negative uh, situation I can be put in, uh, I can always find um, the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's it's fantastic. And I know I definitely got that from my pride experience, specifically YLA. Um, I also, I mean, I learned how to love on so many levels. Uh, Jen, I'm sorry if I make you cry. Um, but I, I, I got so many friends and I mean, family, like not even just friends, but general like family. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just, I am so thankful. Um, so thankful to have been in that space at that time. I, I don't know where I would have been now if I didn't go to YLA last year. So, yeah. <laughs> um, good luck going after that. Jax, how could you? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, let me remind myself of the question. Jax, oh my God. Um, I think the skill that I learned is that, like, like people are there for me and people are there to help me because like I am just like so used to like I'm just gonna do this don't worry like I got this like I'm gonna pile these million bajillion things that I'm just gonna I'll do it I got it um but like I have a group and a team and I have people who like are there to help me and like it's gonna be okay so I think that's the biggest thing that I got out of it from like a program's perspective but like another thing is just like y'all are y'all are doing great so yeah yeah, honestly, like, this is just, as the, the adult in the room, I get to watch all of these youth just, like, killing it all day, every day. And it's uh, definitely one of the, one of the highlights of, of, my, of my work, of my life. Uh, so sidebar, if you are an adult who wants to be the adult in the room in our youth programs, we are actively recruiting youth mentors as well. 
you can just uh, email youth at sdpride.org and we will get back to you. If you want to work with this whole squad, we're pretty great. Um, so the uh, next question is, um, so like you all are helping to plan YLA this year. And so, um, right, and we know that because pandemic, it looks a little bit different than the YLAs that you got to go through and have planned before. So what is it that you are, are most excited for about, about this year's curriculum or about this year's, um, like what we have to offer and the platform and the format. So it's gonna be on Zoom, right? So like, what are you stoked for? Um, you look like you're ready to answer. I'm so excited. Um, so we always have like some sort of social justice perspective, but because of the climate and because of the way that 2020 has kind of taken its course, we are gonna really kind of hone in on intersectionality. And like I teach a workshop about identity and intersectionality, but we are gonna really kind of go absolutely ham on like the social justice perspective and really like go in on like so many, other things that like just need to be discussed we're just going to be going a lot into Black Lives Matter and like just like turning the movement like just we're just going to be going more into the weeds um and I'm just really excited um looking at all these workshops because we're going to relatively have like this like the same workshops but it's going to be going deeper and it's going to be teaching newer things and it's just going to put a lot of things into perspective and I'm really really excited and I always geek out about trainings um Trainings are my favorite things in the world. Um, but like just planning all this, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Jax, what about you? What are you stoked for? I am definitely super excited. I'm always excited to meet new people. Even if I'm like really shy about it, I know like deep down, I'm just so excited to meet new people, especially new queer people. Like, yes, please, please like, any and all queer people, I need them. Um, and I also love helping to educate others and give others the experiences I have had, um, good experiences. Um, and I mean, YLA was just, I mean, why would you not go to YLA? It's just, it was such a wonderful experience for me. And if you come, like we can give you the experiences I am talking about, so. Maya, what you got? I'm really excited. I mean, for all of it, definitely. But in particular, for the parent and caregiver track this year, because like so many, like I, you know, the second I started coming out and interacting with the queer community, I forced all the adults around me to become educated, whether they do it on their own or I do it for them. But I, like, how cool would it be to, like, walk into a classroom with a new teacher and they understand what pronouns are and they understand intersectionality and they understand all these things that you, as the, like, I don't know, high schooler you are, don't have to be educating an adult about. So I'm really excited. I'm, like, sending it to all the people I know pretty much. Like, please go to this. It's just a few hours of your time. You'll learn so much, so many things that I feel like we as queer people consider basic. So I'm really excited to have a bunch of adults like learn more, get excited about learning together and kind of just, you know, becoming educated and maybe even educating others once they leave. Yeah, same. And that's brand new this year too, right? So we, um, we heard last year from some adults that had, you know, brought their kids in for YLA and they're like, well, but, but I want to stay, but I want to learn things. And we're like, oh, 
okay, cool, great, we can figure that out for next year. And so this year it was supposed to be, right, it was supposed to be that we would, um, you know, have the youth in one space and maybe at the History Center and maybe the adults would be uh, over at like the Museum of Art or somewhere else in Balboa Park. Um, but obviously that is uh, doing that simultaneously, virtually, um, won't happen. So what we're doing instead is we're having a parent and caregiver track the week before. So that'll be on November 7th. And it's just a few hours on a Saturday. And it, it dovetails, I think, really nicely with some of the other support services we have in San Diego. So we'll be highlighting some of those organizations, partner organizations like PFLAG, Trans Family Support Services, Gender Fluid Collective. Um, and the, those folks that are available for parents and caregivers and adults in queer kids' lives who want to do better by their kids, um, but will be able to kind of just like throw a bunch of information at you for three hours. And then you'll leave though with, with information, both the, the information itself, but also the connections to continue to learn more. Um, and the, the impetus of this too is not just that we had parents asking us for it, but that with a supportive adult in their life, Yes, absolutely. Like there's a, there are those of us that did not have supportive adults in our lives and like still were able to grow up and be really powerful advocates. But if you give a queer youth or a trans youth an adult in their life that's actually affirming and understands them, the likelihood, the, the like barriers to them becoming a leader and a badass advocate are, so, are taken down. So great. Like let's, let's get our parents and our caregivers around San Diego better equipped to support folks like y'all in, in your own leadership so that you don't need to focus on trying to get your mom to accept you. You can focus on shaking things up at your school and like getting a gender neutral bathroom in a place that's actually accessible, for instance. So, right, so that's that's why we're doing that. And thank you for bringing that up, Maya. I'm also super excited about that. And, um, and that that is a brand new thing that we're doing this year. And so, couple last questions. One is that, um, so if you were talking to, and y'all might have already had this conversation with some of your friends or um, fellow students, if you were talking to a current middle or high school student that's kind of on the fence about attending YLA, um, like, I don't know, like, what's it even going to be? Like, should I even go? What's the point? Um, what would you say to them? And we'll start with Maya, because I don't remember we, who we started with last time. It was me, you were right, good job. Um, if there was a middle school or high school age student who was on the fence about YLA, I would tell them, like I'd you know, be sitting with them and be like, let's analyze the pros and the cons for a second here, shall we? The worst thing that could happen at YLA is that you learn things that you kind of already knew, but you meet people. So like, you know, maybe you get you get M's email. So if you ever need anything that happens at your school, you can reach out to M. Maybe you meet someone from Trans Family Support Services. Maybe you meet someone from PFLAG who speaks. Maybe you get to hear the key speaker and you like, you know, you're like, okay, there's one more person I know who I can reach out to if I need something. That's our worst case scenario. And even that is positive, I would argue. Your best case scenario is you meet other queer people. Even if you aren't lifelong friends, you have a really fun few hours together. You probably give each other social medias. You chill for a bit online safely. You learn skills you can take back to your school or your community. You learn new terms or phrases or ideas that you can share with those around you. You just you get so much valuable information that you can use in so many aspects of your life. 
right? Like walking into your first sociology class, already knowing the concept of intersectionality saves you like half that course. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because it takes everyone else so long to figure out, right? Like you're going to come in just knowing more than you did when you, you know. So that's what I would say. I would sit down. I'd make a list because that's me. And I'd be like, let's think about this for a second. So like, come, come hang out with me for like three hours. We'll have fun. I promise. Yes. In case anybody was unaware, Maya is very much a Virgo. So of course they would suggest lists. It left um, out for a second there. Yes, it really did. <laughs> um, and Jax, what about you? I mean, I 100% agree with a pros and cons list, but also, I mean, I can't see any negatives towards going to Wiley. I know Maya already basically said that. They're really, the lowest of the low is that you don't learn anything it's just all repeated information but i mean i don't even you know like that's still you have so many great experiences so if you are on the fence my advice is just do it just go it's um even if you don't think you're queer um it it was the best experience of my life it was where i got to find myself where i was uh in a space where um i didn't know if i was queer and i uh it just I got to, in the few hours that we were there, I discovered who I was. And um, there's such valuable info for really anyone who can go. If you're, if you just consider yourself an ally, like you can still learn so much going to YLA. Um, I was shy going, I know, I remember filling out the, uh, the little application and I was like, mm, what, what name should I use? Um, do I even want to go? Um, so absolutely absolutely go awesome yeah and um i'm just gonna point of privilege and then we'll go to you um but um thing number one is that like it is unlikely that you will come and learn absolutely nothing new um even if you have attended yla before that's why we added last year we added a second track for people who are returning or people who already have you know like if you already have three years of running your gsa at your high school but you've never gone to YLA before, great, maybe you want to go to the second advanced track anyway, right? And that one, we, you know, we kind of have our baseline curriculum of like learning your rights and learning your history and learning kind of just like, um, like what it, how, what, how you might go about going to college or being in a workspace. And then the advanced track is um, after you've done all of that, you got your kind of bases covered, you get to learn more about how to organize, like get an actual organizing strategy chart. You'll get to learn about how to like disrupt anti-trans uh, feminist rhetoric, which is like one that I'm super excited to bring this year, which is a thing that most like adults would love to come to, but we're offering it to our youth that are in that advanced track, right? So, um, and so that is, is unlikely. Um, and then the other thing that I just wanna, um, kind of thrown in as an addition to this question as you answer it, Em, is like, yes, like if you're on the fence of whether it's worth it, but also like if you're on the fence as I'm thinking about like myself as a high schooler who's terrified of, of people, of like being in new spaces that I don't understand everything about yet, like what would you say to that person who might be on the fence because they're like a little nervous and a little scared? 
Yeah. So like when I do GSA visits, when I go to like crisis calls for Unified or for Sweetwater, like I navigate it. Like, yes, I love me a pros and cons list, but yes, yes. But like the way I navigate those things are through like emotionality. I'll be like, okay, so like, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you worried about? Okay. So you're scared of people. Super valid. How about you just like, Promise yourself, go to the keynote and go to one, like play one, one of the uh, workshops of your choice and then check in with me or check in with the youth ambassador here, meet Maya, meet Jax, meet Finn. And this will be your person. Check in with either of us after your first thing. And then we can decide whether you want to go home. I can call your parents. Everything's all good. We will wait with you. So you get picked up or you can leave the chat if it's online. It's okay. I will meet, like, I will, like, I'm always the type of person to meet people where they're at. So it'd be like, hey, like, it's okay. Like, if you want to leave, that's perfectly fine. Like, that's so okay. But, like, I want you to at least try a little bit. Like, and, like, that's always super important. Like, so it'd be like, okay, you got this. Like, just, like, dip your toe in it. See how the keynote is. Maybe make, like, one friend. And then, like, if you don't want to go anymore, like, that's perfectly okay. I will make sure your parents pick you up. And you can try again next year. But, like, it's important to at least try a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely everything I'm said. Yeah, absolutely everything I'm said. Yes. Yeah. And um, and that's, like, you know, one thing that I think makes our um, our youth programs a little bit unique is that, you know, we do really absolutely welcome and want you to come as you are. Like, we don't make you keep your videos on for um, Pride Youth Power Hours or Pride Youth Collectives. Like, turn your video off if you're not having a video on day, right? Like, you can engage as much as you want, and we will make all of the space in the world and welcome that engagement and create, like, easy ways for you to engage. But it also is, um, so, like, the Youth Leadership Academy is for folks who are ready to be leaders and ready to kind of take that step. and it doesn't, it only has to have as much pressure as you want it to have, right? Like, and I think, I'm hoping too that it being virtual this year means that it's maybe even um, less of a barrier for entry. Like not only for those folks who might be, you know, nervous and scared to like walk into a new place, they just have to click on a new link. It's a little bit, little bit easier, um, but also geographically, right? Like we have in the past few years, we've had folks from Imperial County come out. We've um, had like van, we paid for um, transportation to get them out here, and cool. Like you, there's no cost for you to get out here. You don't have to spend an entire 14-hour day just to spend like six hours at the San Diego History Center. It's just like those few hours each day. And um, right, so like we are focusing on San Diego County-ish, but also are we gonna accept and invite in youth who might be in Wisconsin or Massachusetts or um, actually my niece from Virginia, I think is gonna come and she's amazing and you'll get to meet her, um, right? But like, yes, absolutely. Geographics, geographic location is not a barrier this year. And I'm really, that's I think one of the things that I'm most excited about for, for YLA 2020. Um, and so are there, the last thing is that, um, I know that y'all are super involved in Pride Youth programs and that is like, you know, your, um, 
I like to think that we are your like primary home. Um, but I also know that you are super involved in a bunch of other things as well and other LGBTQ organizations or groups um, around San Diego or around the country. Um, so you can I'm gonna give you this opportunity to kind of um, talk about what programs or organizations you're involved with outside of Pride and how you think your experience at Pride has um, helped you in those spaces. So um, you can go first. Um, I am involved with so many different organizations, but uh, one of the main organizations I also work with is GSA Network. Um, I am involved with their Trans Truth Council. It's my second year. Um, and just like being able to have like my professional life and like understanding how to navigate like just like the ins and outs of like project mapping and all these things and like I have all these skills that I'm now able to take and like yes I have all these project mapping and like uh, I'll just uh, like all these different like administrative skills and I can throw it over here and then just like go and do like all these super radical like trans things and like go out and like do these cool campaigns and do all these cool like all these different like things and like do a little bit more grassroots work um, but still have that like framework that I've gotten through this job, um, which is super neat. Um, and it's really great having like, you know, the work and then like also having like the grassroots work that I can also like throw myself into and like the ability to kind of have professionalism in a very different way um, that comes with grassroots work and that comes with like more leftist radical organizing, um, which is really, really neat. Um, so having like those two worlds very much complement each other because I learn from both jobs and I take from each place. And, you know, like some of the things I learned from truth, like we have in the youth programs and some of the organizing I have from there, I like take from, like they just complement each other in very great ways because they're so different. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Jax, what about you? Pride is San Diego Pride's my main home. I also uh, run my GSA at school. That's not another organization by any means, but uh, yeah, Pride's Pride's my space. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we go to you, Maya. So, Jax, I know though that, um, and I think you've already talked a little bit about this that LA and Pride Youth programs have really like equipped you in some ways with. Uh, to be more successful with your GSA. And so, um, which like also, by the way, didn't exist before you started it, correct? It did. It oh, did. Okay. It okay. didn't know, but it did. <laughs> okay. Well, what are the, um, like, what are some things that you've been able to like give to your GSA that you wouldn't know if you hadn't gotten MLA or been part of party programs? Um, I, I remember like right after YLA, I, I also similar to my story about like bringing back all the resources, like I just had all these papers. And I mean, before like the walls in our, our GSA, thankfully, like, uh, has its own classroom. Uh, the walls were so bare before YLA, but now there's like everything like I can't find space on the walls anymore. There's so much resources. And um, I mean, I'm just like, I, I know how to run my GSA now. Like I, it's, I just, I have so much more information on how to take care of yourself and um, different identities and just so much that um, I can just 
whip up a quick presentation to spend the day or I know how to have a more chill GSA day and hang out and talk and um I just so much inspiration came from YLA I know I've also had M and uh, one of our other youth ambassadors Finn come over to my school uh I mean just so much like my GSA really kicked off after YLA yeah, I love that. Maya, what about you? So, yeah, Pride has, so outside of Pride, kind of all I do that's queer related is I am the president of IGSA. And it is technically part of Pride, but I'm also a, meter, a member of the SheFest committee, which is a little kickoff event that Pride does beforehand. Very cool, check it out. But um, I, yeah, when I got to my high school, our GSA was just the same four seniors hanging out because they were friends at lunch, you know, every week. Um, and I've been involved with Pride and Pride Youth programs since I was a freshman and I'm a senior now. And it gave me the confidence, like, yes, it gave me so many skills, but the confidence to when those seniors graduate, be like, I might be one of the youngest and by far the shortest person here, but I am gonna take charge of this GSA. And I end up getting like, almost three quarters of my school to come to an event at some point. Like it was super cool. I'm gonna be like, we're well, all gonna come to GSA and you're gonna like it. And I just had that like fire within me to be like, you know what? No, I should be have more expectations for my GSA. We should be educating, we should be discussing, we should be meeting outside of school to do things. So Pride really just gave me the confidence and the drive to, you know, make that a space for myself. Oh, what good answers, y'all. Great job. Um, so I believe that is all of the pre-prepared questions that we have. I don't see anything else in the chats on um, Facebook or YouTube. So I will leave it with the um, last words, like any last words or things that you wanna um, say before we close? Maya. I definitely have one, yes, absolutely. Please come to YLA, or even if you want to see if YLA is for you, come to one of our weekly events beforehand. Come meet us. We're just people. If you have any concerns about YLA, we can work with it through you. Like it's like Em said, we're so willing to meet you where you are. You don't have to go to everything. Like no one's going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But we're just like, we're trying to meet more of you guys. Come, come hang out with us. It's a pretty good time. So yes, come, come see us. It'll be fun. Yes. Jax, what you got? Absolutely everything Maya just said. Um, and just, I mean, make sure you're taking care of yourself. We're going through very difficult times politically and socially and really in every aspect of our lives, if, you know, now that I think about it. Um, just really make sure you're taking the time to love yourself, um, even if that looks like self-neutrality. Um, make sure you are taking care of yourself. It's so important. Awesome. And then, Em, before you give your last thoughts, and maybe this will be your last thought, um, there was one question in the chat on YouTube of um, from somebody who actually came to YLA last year of, how do you become a youth ambassador? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so it's kind okay. So I have to go and get into the stairway of leadership and oh, oh my god. So there is actually just like, there's so many different ways. Like everyone who's been a youth ambassador has a different story. Um, 
But in a nutshell, the way that Youth Ambassadors come to be is, you know, you start in the programs and you kind of become a regular. um, And then after that, we kind of get a feel for like, if you're excited, if you want to like start finding some leadership positions within the programs, then you talk to me, you talk to the ambassadors, you start doing those things. We see where you fit. We have two teams, uh, one that handles more of the social crisis communication stuff. And then we have our our planning team who does more of the, um, what is that? Logistics, logistics, who does the logistics work and the planning. Um, so we kind of assess your strengths and then like people have moved like Jax has like ping pong between the two. Um, but it really is just getting involved, becoming a regular, um, and then just like telling us like, if you're a regular already and you're like, Ayo, I want to be a youth ambassador, then it's like, okay, great. You're on my radar and like, I will give you more stuff to do. And then eventually like after we kind of see where you fit, you kind of move slowly into that process and then you just kind of become a youth ambassador and then we do some sort of onboarding ish depending on like what team you're on you get accustomed to it and you become a youth ambassador so yeah yeah and um and asking for leadership is one of those things that we look for of uh something that like tells us that you want to be a leader right like having that um that like confidence and will to lead is huge. And yes, bless Finn throwing the Instagram in the chat on the YouTube. Thank you for putting that up on the screen, Alex. And um, and so Finn and one of our other youth ambassadors, Sophie, are kind of like the, uh, the leads for our social media. So everybody kind of has their own specific job. And, um, and you don't have to be a youth ambassador to be part of our youth programs. You can be a regular and you know, maybe you eventually become a youth ambassador, but maybe you just like continue to be a regular in the programs and then you graduate and you still are going off to college or your job or wherever you go post high school with, uh, you know, a lot more skills and a lot more people who've got your back, right? And so um, I, I, I've, I've moderated quite a few of these little Q and A's uh, as we have done have been in in COVID times, and um, I only cry on the youth ones. So thank you for that, Jax. And so I think with that uh, we will close. So I will thank the panelists for uh, for participating today. Thank you, M. Thank you, Jax. Thank you, Maya. You are three of my top fave humans in the entire world. And so I will then also say thank you to all of you for watching. And so the, as we said, the Youth Leadership Academy is coming up in November. It will be November 14th and 15th. Youth can apply, youth who are um, junior high to high school age, can apply on sdpride.org slash YLA. You'll find the application and a bunch more information there. That's also where you'll find the information about our parent caregiver track, which will be on November 7th, the weekend right before uh, the uh, Youth Leadership Academy. It's also the weekend after Election Day, which is coming up. So that's also a thing that I want to note that is coming up is Election Day and um, voting. So it, I would be remiss if in a, the month of October, I did not also take this opportunity to tell you all to vote. Your ballots here in California should already be in your mailbox or on their way there. So please check for that. And um, if you want to help us get out the vote, please let us know as well. Um, all of that's on our website. The next uh, uh, live stream that we will have will be on Sunday, on, the, on October 11th. 
that's going to be our coming out day and Pride Stride 5K kind of highlight. So uh, we'll be talking about the Pride Stride, which is a national fundraising 5K, or I think you can also do a 10K uh, fundraising event where some of the those proceeds will come back to San Diego Pride as an organization. And you can always, of course, of course, donate to San Diego Pride. You can donate specifically to our youth programs, or you can donate to the uh, organization as a whole in general uh, donation. We always welcome any and all of those. Any and all of your donations help us to continue to build up leaders like Maya and Jax and Finn and Sophie and Joan. And, oh God, they're gonna kill me. The other youth ambassador that I'm forgetting because we have six of them now, and Emma. And I'm gonna look at my private chat. Please, please help me. Thank you, Emma, I think is the only one. And Jay, who is our like OG. So I almost forget that Jay is actually still a youth ambassador because she is just a fixture of San Diego Pride. And so thank you all so much uh, for joining us today. And if you're interested in being involved in any way, please check out sandiegopride.org or sdpride.org. And we'll see y'all later.